Hey everyone, welcome to the Weekly Standby, the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, and TV shows. I am Griffin. I'm Cedric. And we are officially going to get into strong female leads. I say officially because we have talked about it in the past in a couple of other episodes, but for real this time, we're going to get right down into it throughout this episode. No, no BS about it. Yeah. And we love strong female leads so much. We really do. And yeah. um, like like uh, Cedric has mentioned with um, how video game adaptions are gradually becoming better, I, I feel that way with strong female leads. They, oh, yeah. They have gotten legitimately better over the oh, years. Yeah. And 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 I think that I think that it's a really, really great representation as well. Just seeing all these female characters just really hold their own and really just just be the best that they can be without the help from anybody else. And I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna keep saying this, I'm gonna die on this hill. Karen Page is one of those strong female leads. Debatable. Why do you say that? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I, I like her. I'm just, you know, yeah. as I mentioned before in a previous episode, I'm all about, um, uh, why, why did I forget her name of all time? She's, she's played by, um, Rosario Dawson. Oh, she's the nurse. Oh yeah. Oh my God. She's such a fantastic female character. Oh my God. She's great. And like I said in the past, I'm, I'm fine with Matt and Karen getting together. I just personally thought that her and, uh, Matt, uh, her, be, her being the nurse whose name escapes me at the moment. Sorry, this is unscripted. <sighs> don't judge me <laughs> or judge me if you must. I don't care. I, I felt like her and Matt were like a better match and brought out the better of each other. But that that's just me. Again, I am totally, totally fine with um, Matt and Karen coming together. And, and she has her moments. In fact, I think I think she Karen Page or at least the um, Karen Page we've seen throughout the Daredevil um, TV series um, represents a really, really good exit. It sets a good example, can't talk today, um, of the type of female leads we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. And, well, the strong female leads that we're getting into, that this, I feel like the strong comes in how how much they struggle d- despite everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that, um, I think that uh, I'm, I'm just going to list a few off here, and then we can talk about them. Uh, She-Hulk, um, She-Hulk, uh, Wonder Woman, um Maya Lopez Wanda Maximoff Maya Lopez um Echo Oh dude oh my god I, I okay yeah 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 this is Maya what, again Lopez. guys this is what happens when we we don't plan ahead we don't script uh, we're trying Maya Claire, Lopez that's her name yeah uh, Claire Kate Bishop um and uh we had talked about this a little bit before the episode but who else were we saying again um, let me think. We were talking about oh Pearl, 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 Mabel, and Mabel, Jew, uh, Rule, that Rue and Jules. <laughs> oh my God, we are we're dying over here. Ooh, yeah, jeez. All right, all right, all right. We um, needless to say, we have a lot of to talk about, but we're gonna get right into the talking. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, I wanted to get into one that's been weighing go on ahead, my shoulders man. for a while now. Yeah, go that ahead. being Cherie. The new Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Now, then I'm gonna. That begs the question, or at least that begs the question to you, Cedric. Did she? Did she hold up? Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. Yeah. She held her own, and I think that her story arc and um, well, character arc and um, um, 
Wakanda Forever. Yeah, and uh, sorry. Um, in Wakanda Forever, um, it's really just fantastic. I think that like um, um, when she when she becomes fierce, it's just that's so much like compelling. Like like it's just wow. Like this character is like someone that I can like like someone that I can relate to, but someone that that like. I want to see more of her story develop, you know, and I just I want to keep on learning about her, and she's just such a fantastic character, you know. Hmm. I I completely agree. She she absolutely held her own through th- throughout all of it. Even in her first appearance in uh, the first Black Panther, I, I thought she made a pretty good impression. Even though like it didn't really show that much of her struggling and being strong, it just uh, came off as you know the the plucky, sassy uh, little kid sister. I thought that was a really good starting point for her for seeing that her her brother left left some pretty big shoes um, to fill or well suit um, for for say, mm-hmm. and I I really think she she came into it, and like like I was saying before, I feel like that that strength in order to really come into your own and to really grow and develop comes from the really tough struggle of it all. Yeah. Um, and needless to say that if, if you've seen Wakanda forever, you know she struggled hard. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I think that um um there are a lot of strong female leads. And and I don't think um I don't think that they have to struggle to make them strong. So for example, Pearl she, well, I mean, even though she did struggle, technically not, like she just murdered all of the all of the people that were in her way. And, and, and obviously, and obviously she did have, um, a lot of things that she was struggling with, but I think what really makes her a strong female lead is at the end of the movie where I've never seen another movie do this before. And I will praise Pearl to the day that I die for doing this. Um, and how she just sits down with her sister-in-law and just really just spills out all of her emotions onto the table. In retrospect, I was in the bathroom when this happened. Yeah, yeah, you were. Shame on me. A shame on you. <laughs> it was such a good, such good storytelling, dude. And I feel like, um, for example, like Maxine, um, Maxine and X is also a strong female lead. Um, um, not in the part where it's well, she actually has the struggle and she beats that struggle. Her struggle is like all of her friends being murdered by Pearl. And and um, oh. for anyone wondering, for, for by Maxine, we're talking about the main character in X. Yes, the main character in X, which is the sequel to Pearl. Um, well, technically, Pearl is the prequel to X, if you want to be technical. But you, you guys get the idea. Yeah, um, yeah, you get the idea. So yeah, I just her her struggle being her friends being murdered by Pearl and and her husband. Yeah. But, but, uh, still, still saying, I think that, I think that, uh, Pearl and Maxine are both very, very strong female leads. I mean, in a way they're, they're exactly the same person. Um, not, um, not just how they're played by the exact same person, but they are the same person because they have the same ambitions, the same goals, the same wants and the same needs. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it really shows that um I, I guess the appeal between Pearl and Maxine is that we're so used to seeing 
um, characters bring out the best in themselves and the best out of each other and grow and develop and find hope. But there's not enough of like hopelessness or like the, if, if it is hopeless, it's pretty much just like murder, kill, die throughout a typical horror movie. But what Pearl and X do is that it's, it's a gradual downward spiral. Oh yeah. And I love movies like that. So like, uh, for example, like Joker was fantastic. Joker was fantastic, you know, and, um, movies that, that, that really show the emotion and they show you why people are feeling what they're feeling are just so fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, It might be a little weird to say this, but in a way that's, that's more or less a breath of fresh air. I mean, it's, it's terrifying. Don't get me wrong. A bit unsettling, but at the same time, I feel the appeal comes in. There's not like much of that, that it just feels it's a different experience. Yeah. And as, as, as I also mentioned, we're seeing more like um, female leads coming into their own, but, but for different reasons. I mean, like, I guess you could say that, um, well, one could argue that, Pearl and Maxine aren't strong because, you know, they cracked, figuratively speaking, under all the the pressure and their ambitions. And now they're basically like monsters in sheep's clothing, so to speak, now that 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 they're doing it. But at the same time, they're they're coming into their own and and you you can't help but feel a little bit bad given what they're going through. Mm -hmm. I think in a way, I feel like a good example of that. Well, more or less would be um, L and and Max, uh, another character named Max from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. especially in the recent season, mm-hmm. especially season four. We're like, I haven't seen season four, unfortunately. Oh, I know dude. everybody's gonna hate me, but I haven't seen it. Well, I know I I should tell you that. Um, I know I should tell you that you should go and watch it, but it's a lot, dude. It's it's all lot that almost almost each episode you see you 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 might need to take a break a breather, mm-hmm. and that's and that's before they they fight the monsters and the um what the, go go through the upside down and all that it's 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 a lot to take in dude yeah. so maybe it's it's good don't get me wrong just be you you've been warned be be yeah. aware of what you're getting yourself into of Stranger Things dude yeah. It's a lot to take. And even now, I'm still trying to process uh, certain scenes that I, I can't unsee. Have you seen uh, Have you seen Booksmart by any chance? What's it called? Booksmart. Booksmart? Yeah. I don't think so. What is that? Um, it's really a fantastic movie. It's about two high schoolers um, that, are, that are really uh, going to, um, so, so to speak, they're nerds, you know. Um, but, um, but like all they do is just, is just, they, they work, 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 do school, 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 school. And then they realize that everybody around them is also going to the top schools. And so they're like, oh shit, like we need to have fun. You know, like we need to party because, because if not, we're going to regret it for the rest of our lives. You know, cause this is high school. We need to, we need to do something before we go to college. And so the whole movie is just them, them trying to get to this party. And it's so huh. good. It's such a good movie, dude. That almost, uh, although I'm going off a bit of a tangent here because it's been a while since I've seen it. That that almost sounds like super bad. Ever seen that? No. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were a fan of Seth Rogen. I am, but I haven't seen it. No, you're not. Yes, I am. How can you say that and not seen super bad, dude? Yeah. Come on. I just never really got around to it. Oh my God. Who am I talking to anymore? Or am I talking to now? Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> okay. Awkwardness aside, um, let's see. Know who I... We, we keep talking about characters who like go into downward spirals, but I, I want... What about characters who like... They go into... Or strong female leads who go into downward spirals, but they, they try to pick themselves up and to try to better themselves, which personally, I think Maya Lopez fit, fit that pretty good from, from the Hawkeye series. And I'm, I, she left a lot to be desired. So I'm, I'm looking forward to her, her, her series called Echo, which mm-hmm. last I checked has um, writers from the Daredevil series, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. And not only that, but another thing I'm looking forward to in that is, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was said that uh, Daredevil is is looking for Jessica Jones for some reason because that might have been a, a comic plot, something from the comics, maybe. Mm-hmm. You hear anything about that? No, I didn't hear anything about that. Huh. Well, all right then. That I, I guess that remains to be seen. But anyway, that's yeah. that's that's uh, enough of that on that end. Um, I'll go, go going back to uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever real quick. How did you feel about Ironheart? I honestly, um, I really liked her character. Uh, some of her dialogue was a bit, um, it was a bit, it was interesting. I'll say, um, uh, I really liked her character though, you know, um, because like I've been waiting for Ironheart and I know, and I know I've been telling you this, I've been waiting for Ironheart for like the longest time. I've been waiting for her show. I've been waiting for her to be put in live action for the longest time. Um, she's such a great character. She's such a great character. Um, now, um, in her series, will Tony Stark come back and, and train her like he does in the comics that remains to be seen. Um, Hmm. Uh, yeah. Tony, uh, Tony Stark is is dead, of course, and he is in the comics as well. When she when she learns to um, when she is learning, um, he takes her under his wing, but he's a hologram. So I don't know if they'll do something like that in in the MCU. Uh, I think it would be um, I gauging from the reaction that a lot of people had to to Ironheart, I don't think they'd be able to handle a hologram Tony Stark. I think they can make it work. Mm-hmm. No, um, uh, I'm not talking about Marvel. I'm talking about the audience. What, that, that, uh, oh, oh, you're saying, or, or wait, are, are you saying like they, they couldn't take it as in they would like it or they couldn't take it as in like, no way. Like when they saw Dra- John they wouldn't like it. Fantastic Four. Uh, they oh, wouldn't oh. like it. Which is which is a crazy thing to say because I loved it. I loved it when Tony Stark was a hologram and training Ironheart. I loved it. I, I wouldn't be against that. Mm-hmm. Why do you think audiences wouldn't like that? Well, because a lot of them didn't like Ironheart because they were saying that like like um without going into into politics even though this is not really politics at all but people are making about politics like they're saying like oh like why is like why is like um why is like uh, uh iron man a female now or blah, blah blah when 
when that's not really how it is. I mean, they're two different heroes. They're two different characters. They have their own thing. And so I'm just saying, I don't think people would be able to handle it because an uproar would happen about how like, oh, it's like woke and stuff like that. And just really ridiculous stuff that make no sense. Hmm. I see where you're coming from. Uh, no, I mean, hopefully at, at this point, you know, people got that out of their, out of their systems. You're saying that this is a thing that happened before. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if that happened in the past, hopefully it's, it's probably died down by now and people. Uh, have I don't think to... so, dude. Uh, well, I mean, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, yeah hopefully I'm it like, has hopefully, died down. Yeah. And people won't make such a fuss about it because yes. I, I had no problem with iron heart. I dude, I've been telling you and, and I know, you know, dude, you are a witness. I have been talking about, I, I am obsessed with iron heart, dude. I love her, dude. And I think, um, I think that her show is probably going to be one of the best. I think oh. her show is really going to be one of the best. Um, other than, other than daredevil born again, which obviously is automatically going to be a 10 out of 10. Um, oh yeah. In my book, um, Ironheart is definitely up there. Ironheart, I think, is going to be definitely up there. Okay, then. Yeah. I I can absolutely see that. I mean, uh, based on what I've seen on Ironheart so far, at least through like um, at least through Wakanda Forever, is that she fills that um, role of being um, not not so much the plucky sidekick, but more like the. Um, the, the quipper we'll call it kind of like um how how spider-man was when you first saw him in civil war yeah you know like um i i hate saying this about spider-man but in a way he he was a, a bit of a rookie but and i didn't like that at first honestly but i i learned to grow into it mm-hmm. i learned to grow into it that that was the best way to show it because he's new to the whole thing and and he is a kid and that's that's basically the same thing with Ironheart. Now that I'm familiar with that type of uh, character role, I think that she could totally make it work. In which I don't want to say like replace Shuri as like her younger sister, but just sort of like that. Um, maybe maybe this is um, maybe I'm biased for saying this, but I've always liked characters like that who puts you know like um, not not so not so much silly or remarks, but just someone who knows how to handle a situation despite all the pressure building up on him. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you know, and she's, she's really smart. She, I, I like, I think that's a pretty good contrast where like, she's super smart and she knows what she's doing. And yet she knows how to, um, you know, crack a joke here and there and be like, you know, freaked out by all of the things that are around her. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, 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 she, personally, she does leave a lot to be desired in my book. Now I I'll also look forward to to her series. Maybe, maybe not as much as you. No, I don't think anyone can compete with your level of anticipation. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna look forward to that and possibly Mephisto. I don't know how how true this is. I I, I took note um, a while ago that there was a rumor that Mephisto might appear in her show. Maybe, just maybe. I um. I would love that, but, you know, again, I don't know if that's a thing that will happen um, anytime soon uh, right. because um, of, of like, uh, overseas restrictions, like China, stuff like that. Um, that might not happen. I mean, I hope it does. That would be really cool. Um, what I really want to see is I want to see Spider-Man. Um, I want to see Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Moon Knight team up. That is what I want to see. That is what I want to see. That could totally work. Yeah. And I think um, 
I, how would you feel if Ironheart came into that picture? That would make it even better, honestly. I think that would make it even better. Her, her, her quips and her, um, and her ability to kind of just make everything into a joke, um, but also be serious at the same time, kind of like the Flash, how he does that. Um, I think I think she'd be a great addition to a team like that. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate your team. Here's here's a here's my um, um, Marvel MCU dream team. Okay, it would be. Um, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Moon Knight, Ironheart, and Echo. Ooh, yeah, that would be cool. Because, and think of it this way: wouldn't it, wouldn't it just be? Um, maybe I shouldn't think this is funny, but just, just I can only imagine how um, Daredevil and Echo would try to interact when they can't, or someone has to like um, translate for them one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's because um, you know Matt doesn't know sign language, and it's. Not like um, Michael could probably read his lips, but at the same time, he he can't really see what what she's signing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to mention, also, um, I I don't know if they're gonna uh, explore this a little more, but when I was getting into Moon Knight comics, um, Maya and um, and Moon Knight had a relationship. Yeah. You know about that? Uh, no, I didn't know about that. But that's interesting. Um, I'm not really a, too much of a comic reader, um, as much as it pains me to say. Um, and I know that uh, kind of um, doing a podcast like this and not being a comic reader is kind of weird. But, you know, uh, uh, I have to get more into comics, you know. And um, that's something that I think I'm definitely going to do. Uh, maybe uh, um, uh, probably over the summer when I have a little bit more time. Um, but I'm definitely going to get into some comics. In the meantime, I'll, uh, I will carry that weight for both of us because I've been graduating getting to comics myself. Really? I'll, I'll be, I'd be gladly, um, I'd gladly make some good recommendations for you. Okay. Definitely. Well, while we're on the topic though, um, one, 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 there's one particular, um, comic writer I really want to get into or have been getting into, um, gradually is Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. Who's that? He's done a lot. If I could describe him one way, I would say he's a mad genius, mm-hmm. a, a legitimate mad genius. If if I had to say one thing that that he's done, um, well, he's if, if I had to narrow it down and say something that you recognize that he he's done, he created Damian Wayne. Mm, okay. Not to mention that, um, but part of the reason that I want to get more into him is because of the Doom Patrol HBO Max series. Oh yeah. Like okay. I get, he's he's not like a head writer or anything, but most of the stuff that they do in the show comes from him. Okay. Definitely, yeah. Then definitely, yeah. And because it's it's killing me so much that I mean, yeah, yes, it's canceled. Yes, both that and times are canceled, but there are more episodes coming. And in the meantime, in order to quench my thirst for more Doom Patrol, I've I've been reading his run. Okay. I'm, I'm not too far into it, but I'm definitely interested in it. It, it, he definitely leaves a lot to be desired. And mm-hmm. not only that, but I saw a um, documentary about him and how like he, he approaches things and his life and how he, I, I think like the best kind of writers and creators are the ones that put so much of themselves in, into their work. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sorry, guys, I'm, I'm getting really off topic here. I don't mean to do that. But in relation, in relation to strong female leads, while still talking about Grant Morrison is that uh, to paraphrase him, but well, one particular quote that um, really sticks with me, 
to paraphrase the mad genius that is Grant Morrison, I still can't talk. Um, if people want to put a label on me, fine. But sooner or later, I'm probably going to disappoint those people. And that's that's that that's something I think that very much applies to the strong female leads. Like oh, yeah. you know, girls are not helpless. Like that this is so much and well, women. Um, girls are not as helpless as like they have ever been because I doubt it. They just haven't been properly portrayed. That's something I really appreciate with all these characters that we're seeing. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I agree. Um, like, um, for example, like, like, yeah, like there are, there are female leads that don't, um, that can really hold their own. Don't really require helping. For example, Karen Page. I keep telling you, dude, she killed Wesley, man. That's that's oh that's crazy, dude. I keep telling you, man. Karen Page doesn't need people to help her. Well, that that that, that felt more more out of panic, honestly, than a badass move. But I, I see where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. go, go, going off of that though, um, can, what what other reasons do you really like Karen for? Um, well, if you have any. Apart from the fact that she's kind of like a therapist for all of the other characters, um, I feel like um, she really does really good investigative work. She's really good at that. You all know? right, yeah. Yeah, she's really, really good at that. And like when she wants to find out something, she does, you know? And I think that that's, that's, that's a skill that not a lot of people have. So, for example, like Daredevil, his way to find out things is to go beat up people. Not saying that that's not a good character like flaw like not having that 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 like um uh investigative like touch or whatever not saying that's a character flaw i'm just saying it's different you know so like True. um so like for example uh batman batman the way that he um batman is a good investigator as well he's the world's greatest detective i have i literally have a painting of of one of his comic book covers on my wall that i'm staring at uh he is the world's greatest detective and there's no denying that yeah there, there's no denying that um but it's just like um there are a lot of different ways to get information out of people and i think karen page is probably probably she does it the best way she does it the best way that uh not only does she know how but it literally in the mcu she does it the best way all right then yeah yeah yeah, yeah i can i definitely i can definitely see that honestly i feel like the, the way that I saw it, she just like constantly keeps putting herself in danger without realizing that she's been in these situations before. Mm -hmm. And yet she hasn't like learned anything, but, but, but by the way, you're going out of it. I, I get it. I, I totally see where you're coming from in that regard. And yeah, she's, she's trying. She really is trying. Like despite everything that's happened to her, she really is, she really has come into her own and ho hopefully she'll keep coming into her own. If, if we see more of her and born again, yeah fingers um, crossed i would love to see her in born again and you know who i also think is a strong female lead even though this is kind of uh, um her character is kind of um kind of really a nuisance and kind of like all over the place like a lot um electra is a crazy character she i i classify her as a strong female lead because when she wants something she gets it N like without like 
no regards for anybody else. When she wants something, she gets it, you know? And I feel like that's what makes her a strong female lead. Yeah, and not only that, but she also, not, not just her character, but her role, her, her character role in, like, bringing out, like, um, two different sides of Matt, mm-hmm. in which um, I know it was, like, partially manipulation because Stick told her to change Matt, make him comfortable of killing people but at the same time you could tell that she had feelings for him too mm-hmm. there, there's such a thing as having it both ways and that in a way matt kind of more or less changed her too yeah but but not only that it's it's more like well, what i what we were mentioning before about you know development but also downward spirals i feel like electra is a you know a really good example of that in which they she brings out no i shouldn't say that her and matt bring out the best and the worst out of each other oh yeah which which the, it definitely is a lot to be desired, but at the same time, it's it can only go so far. Yeah, and and um, other other strong female leads include um, well from the show include Maggie, um, Daredevil's mom. Great, great acting from her, ph- phenomenal acting from her actually. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, another one is well, um, the last one I should say is Vanessa Fisk. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It uh, it might seem a little unnerving for for some people that why she sticks around with Wilson Fisk, but you know, at the same time, we have, we don't see enough of that. You know, she she's not like a one-dimensional like trophy wife or anything like that. She knows how to hold her own and you know, em- embrace that. Maybe maybe it's not for the best, but at the same time, it's like it it makes you think, right? It gives you something to think about. Yeah. Um, go go going off a little more of of um, how of Karen Page and how she seeks something out. How how much of that do you think applies to Mabel from Only Murders in the Building? Wow. Um, at, at least like through, through season two, I, I see more of that from her. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much that applies. I mean. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, like she does go, yeah. Um, sorry. I was, I was just saying, even though they are different characters, there are some parallels that um, draw between them. And which, uh, yeah. Oh, when, yeah. when it comes to, to a problem in carriage, in carriage cases, investigating and, um, fighting the truth. And for Mabel's case, it, in a way, it's more or less the same thing in which it's, um, a puzzle or a mystery. Mm-hmm. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Mabel is more cunning. She's very, uh, she's smart, you know? Um, she knows how to keep a distance. Yeah. Um, for, for better or worse. Also, it's just, uh, I remember in, in, in season one where, where she was like, um, uh, where she was always like prepared to stab someone with her knitting needles. And then it finally happened in season two where, where she did that. Yeah, I think that um, she definitely has a darker side to her, but I but I love it. You know, it's not something that I'm like, oh, crap, like this character is crazy. Like this character, she's very involved. She's very um, she's very deep. Like she's very um, she's interesting is what I'll say. Like um, she leaves you wanting more. Yeah. In a way, I feel like. um 
Mabel is the most relatable, relatable out of everyone. And I don't mean that the grounds that's like she's younger than um, Oliver and um, uh, Steve Martin's character. Crap, mm-hmm. I can't remember characters' names more often. Uh, I think it's more on the grounds that like she tries to avoid it. But I feel like that's even though she tries to avoid it, you know, not not get involved with any more senseless murder and bullcrap. She just somehow it draws her back in. Yeah. Despite yeah. all that, and I guess no, no matter how much you try to like run away from it all, somehow it keeps coming back to you. And I think eventually you got to realize that you can't you can't keep running. No, you can't you, keep you running. Either, yeah. It's, it's, and like with um, when you get to season three and see more of Karen's background and where she came from, I, I think it adds a whole new perspective to her. Mm-hmm. So, and with I feel like the same goes for Mabel. You see a little more of her and you you can't help but feel think about that. Well, well, at first you might think, OK, Mabel's just like a, a cynical brat to like typical archetype. But that's not true at all, it's especially when you see like but between. Um, her her dad was like, like that. Grad, her, her dad was sick, right? Who Mabel? Yeah. No. What? Why? Why did I think that? I don't know why I thought that. I don't think so. I I, I got I got to go back to that. This this again. This is what happens when this is unscripted. I apologize in advance, you guys. Well, not in advance because it's a little too late. But sorry, anyways. <sighs> and you know what? Another thing that I feel like that helps with Mabel's um development and downward spiral hmm. you're probably going to hate me for for pointing this out though what alice alice in season two. Oh, oh, um uh um the character played by uh what's your name again uh Cara, clara Cara Delev- i don't remember what her name is but you, you know what I'm talking about, right? They they had a bit of a relationship. Yeah, at yeah. First, but but then like she she basically has been using Mabel the whole time for for her art or something. Yeah, that was just so messed up. I'm like, wow, you you really did that? And then she she had the guts to like approach her again and like I, I don't think she even apologized. I remember, I remember the first day that the first episode of season one of Only Murders uh, on the building came out, and I texted you, and I was like, "Dude, you have to fucking watch this show." Um, Selena Gomez and Martin Short and Steve Martin are a fantastic trio. Uh, they're a fantastic trio, but you just never like you'd never think of that. Like you'd never even guess that they would be the perfect trio, and they Absolutely. just make it work so fucking well. They do, don't they? Yeah. I think, I think Steve Martin and Martin Short definitely do do a fantastic job with the comedy side of things and and just and just um, like uh, making the team like stick together, you know. But but like um, Selena Gomez brings a different element to the team, you know. I agree. You know, and so I just I just I. I think that it's a fantastic pairing and shows like that, that have such good pairings don't really come along often. Hmm. They don't come along often. Oh, when they come, it feels good. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, who else haven't we covered yet? Oh, 
oh, I've um, earlier we brought up before before uh, recording. Um, maybe she she maybe doesn't fit this too well, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Is Tara from Teen Titans? Yeah. And when I say yeah, Teen yeah, Titans, I mean so, from yeah. I mean from uh, Cartoon Network Teen Titans. Uh, Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go, Tara. Teen Titans Go, the, the original Teen Titans, okay. obviously. Okay. Um, I rewatched Teen Titans a few months ago, but honestly, and I know everybody's gonna hate me for this, I don't remember her being in the show. She was in the show, I remember, but I don't remember her scenes in the show. I do know that she died. I do know that that um that she killed herself. Well, didn't kill herself, but she, she sacri- sacrificed. She herself. sacrificed herself. Yeah, I do remember that. Her and Beast Boy had a long running romance, and I remember that. Um, it's just uh, some parts of me kind of like elude my memory. You know, they 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 leave my memory, so I don't really remember too much of her. Welcome to my world. Yeah, but rest, uh, rest rest assured that she, and and not just Tara. There there are plenty of other strong female leads in there. In which, at least for the type that we're talking about, who have like, you know, struggle with a certain darkness, and yet, um, they they're they're trying their best, but they they don't know how. I guess mm-hmm. you, you could just, at least for the at least that's how that, that that's the best way I can describe a couple of these characters. At the very least, I think Mabel fits into that. Oh, and the yeah. same can be said for Rule, Ju, Rue, Jules, Pearl, but for for Teen Titans, I think they they did a pretty good job with that, particularly with. As I mentioned before, Tara and and Raven, when when we got more into her, like, yeah. wow, yeah, and and one more, at least for me personally, is Jinx. Oh yeah, wow, yeah, dude, wow, I completely forgot about her. Wow, yeah, I'm definitely, honest, dude. Let me be honest with all with all of you. My favorite episode of Teen Titans is one where uh, none of the Titans appear in it. What episode is it? It was uh with Kid Flash. And it was it was from the point of view of um, the High Five. Mm, I don't think and I remember just... that episode. I don't think I remember that episode. Really? Yeah, I don't think I remember that episode. Well, not 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 getting too far into it, so that I don't like um, ruin your experience. Because I strongly urge you to check it out again. Um, it was like it was a fresh take. We it was like the first episode ever where, and I love the Titans. Don't get me wrong, but one where. We never, we didn't see any of them except, well, well um, technically, I guess, Flash, Kid Flash counts as one. It was just, it just felt good. And it, it felt good. It was just a breath of fresh air to see from like um, the, the villains um, uh, point of view in which they, you know, they don't really do anything too bad except like rob places here and there. But it was still, it still felt really good in seeing their like distinct personalities in which, you know, they, um, you know that the Titans win and fight the, fight the bad guys and win, but for them it's almost the opposite, where they're con- every single one of them gets apprehended by just one guy. Mm-hmm. It was just really funny, and it I just loved his character, Kid Flash. Yeah. Um, but going go, going back to um, strong female leads, I feel like Jinx was a pretty good example of that, mm-hmm. in which at first she knew what she wanted. And she keeps trying to get it. She feels she gets closer, but at the end, she realizes that what she wants isn't really going to be that attainable, and she starts to think for herself. That's yeah. that that's that's gradually it. Again, I'm not trying my best not to give too much away, so I don't ruin like your um, experience with it. Give too many spoilers, but yeah, that that episode right there proves that she 
in spite of everything she does and her powers, she 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 has earned her rights as an honorary titan. Yeah, uh, and and um, going back to going back to strong female leads, and um, we've been talking about this for almost forty minutes now. Um, I don't think that what defines a strong female lead is just struggling. You know, like there are there are really good coming of age stories where, um. Um, where the females in it are strong female leads. Like, for example, um, The Edge of Seventeen. Such a fantastic movie. Um, Haley Steinfeld does a great job. I would classify her as a strong female lead. I mean, even though she does struggle a lot in the movie, it's not the same as the other uh, female leads. You know, well, like... What? Sorry. I was just going to point out that, um, you know, struggling doesn't have to be the center of it all, but th there needs to be like some, some struggler, some inner confliction to make a good it. character. Yeah, of course. Just, of course. Just, just a little bit. Of course. That's yeah, all. of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think that, uh, um, coming of age stories are, are also super fantastic. A lot of them have very strong female leads and it's just, I'm so like, like, I'm like, so like i'm not obsessed because that's you know i'm like i don't know how to say it like i'm just so like happy to see a strong female lead it makes me so happy like okoye oh my god her character is fantastic man uh queen mother uh, also t two really really good characters two really really good characters and it's just i'm like when there's a strong female lead on screen i'm always paying attention I'm always paying attention because they they're just written so well. And I love I just love it, you know? And I really can't get enough of it. I really, really can't. You know what? Um I don't know why it didn't hit me earlier, or but maybe it's because um we brought her up um pre previously um in, in a past episode, but screw it. I'm I'm gonna say her again and go go off what you were saying that um they don't have to struggle in order to be strong female leads. Yeah. That character being who, in, in my opinion, was um, the first, or at least I th want to say my first strong female lead, Kim freaking Possible. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Definitely. She, she is all that. Uh, screw Dr. Dragon. She, she really is all that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. I just um, she's definitely one of them. And there's just like, like it's just it's so great to be able to to um, cause I know like there was a time where where females didn't have the lead, and even if they did, they weren't written very well. Um, now that we have so many strong female leads, it's just it's fantastic. It's really really fantastic. And I think an honorary member, it, like or or at least to me. The best of the best is definitely Evelyn from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, I agree. She is I, she is she phenomenal. Such phenomenal character development. So phenomenal, dude. And that movie, honestly, it's probably one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. I don't blame you. That yeah. that, that 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 also felt really good. Yeah. A twenty four has a has a way of doing that in which they they just I don't want to keep saying leave a breath of fresh air, but you know what the right word is? An A24 movie, no, no matter if, if it has A24, it's it's never the same. It's it's always an experience. Yeah, it's right? always an experience. It's always an experience. Um I just uh oh MJ, dude. 
MJ from um from Spider Man. Which one? The or, newer, or all of them. The newer ones. Well, all um or both both of them, I should say. But both both versions of MJ, I I'm completely with you. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Both both versions of MJ, definitely. She's one of them. Um, I just um, I just uh, I really just just love her character, you know. Um, especially in, especially in the new Spider-Man trilogy, she's really good in that. Uh, MJ as a character is really good in it. Zendaya, um, well, she's Zendaya and she's good at everything. So, obviously MJ's gonna be good, but, uh, I just, I really love her character. I really, really love her character. She's really great. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, I just, um, again, like... Um, back then, like there was a time where, where, uh, where females didn't really have the lead. And even if they did, they didn't really have good character arcs. Their characters were really one dimensional, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. now just having these, having these strong female leads that are, that are, um, not just, not just two dimensional, but they're, but they're like, they're actual people that you look up to, you know? It's oh, just totally. really a fantastic thing to have. It's really just fantastic to see, and I really hope, uh, I really hope that we see more of it because I really want to make a part two. I really want to make a part two to strong female leads. You, you, you and me both. Yeah. Yeah. And, and more recent, um, we again. I'm I'm going off of episodes we met. I'm going off of characters we mentioned before. I I feel like certain characters are definitely going to leave a lot to be desired, and I don't mean just Shuri and Ironheart. But for me personally, I I have I have the utmost confidence in characters like Starlight and Adam Eve. What say you, man? Starlight and Adam Eve. Wow. Yeah. Those. I can't believe I um I can't believe we missed those and didn't talk about them earlier in the episode. Wow, yeah, Starlight is definitely one of them. Adam Eve is also one of them, dude. Like she left her family to go live alone and help people, dude. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, and it really just and it really just shows like like again like like in these times that we live in now that that women are not just seen as objects, you know. Like they're seen as like they're seen as like um, not only people that can 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 drive a plot forward but can hold their own. Absolutely. Not only in the face of danger and 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 um, adversary, but everything that comes their way, you know. And I just uh, I'm loving the time that we're in right now. And Adam Eve and Starlight are two fantastic characters. Absolutely, they they deliver. Yeah, they really do. They really do. Other than that, um, a little shout out that I want to give out to certain characters because because I know you or I assume you haven't gotten too far into these series. Uh, no offense, is um Asta from Resident Alien that 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 is such a good show. It's one of my favorite shows on right now, and uh, Jane and Rita from Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. I feel like though they they definitely hold their hold their own and and struggle a lot just despite everything they they still somehow remain strong and and better themselves and remind ourselves that despite all the the bitterness and the the struggles and all the hell that we're forced to put up with they hold their own 
Mm-hmm. That's that's something I feel like female leads really um, have have a good appeal. And I mean, it's not like um, male characters haven't been through that before, but given that we're in a time or we're, at least I was, or no, we were in a time where that there wasn't really much of that. It's, it feels good. Yeah. It feels good seeing that. Right. Yeah. It does. It, it, it really does feel good seeing that. Um, and I just, uh, again, like I'm going to say this and I keep saying this, um, strong female leads are probably like, these characters that we're listing off in this episode are my favorite characters. They are my favorite characters out of anybody else. And I just, I can't get enough of, of very powerful females. I really can't. I really can't. So much to a point that, um, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of, um, a heads up that, um, a certain someone has a, um, well, what do you call it? A character study? For, for, for an episode of the podcast coming up? Yep. Yes, I do. What do you yes, mean I you do. do? Oh, we both do. Yeah. We both well, I mean, do. No, in a way, I was make, hitting it out that it was you as a little mislead. But yes, we, oh, okay. we both have. <laughs> yeah, we both have character studies. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're both females. That is correct. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Um, but we're running out of time for this episode. In that case, I just want to say, um, I know I said right before that I'm looking forward the most to um, what Annie, or I mean Starlight and Adam Eve have to offer in their own respective shows. But one more, just one more female, strong female lead character that I'm looking forward to the most this this year is uh, Leela in the Futurama reboot coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I really can't wait for that show, man. I really, really can't wait for that show. It's such a good show, man. Such a good show. <sighs> we knew, we really nailed out of the park with this one. How, how how long has it been going on right now? Uh, we're fifty minutes. Wow! No wonder my throat feels so dry. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, guys. Uh. Thanks for listening. This is the weekly standby with with your hosts. Griffin and Cedric the puck and this has been the weekly standby the podcast where we talk about movies comics and tv shows thanks guys see you on the next one